Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, folks. Hope you enjoyed yesterday's show from the Riverboat Natchez. I had a great time visiting uh, with those folks. They were so accommodating and it was so nice just to ride down the river and then come back upriver seeing all of uh, the things they are to see there and uh, really enjoyed it. I wanted to remind everyone this Friday, it's Santa. We will have Santa in the studio. We'll be talking to the kids, so you want to make sure that you call in at 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. It is um, it, it's probably my favorite show of the year, to be quite honest. I really enjoy listening to the kids. Just such innocence, and it's such a great time uh, just to, to hear what they have to say and and. Uh, Santa is um, has been very kind to us for a number of years and have joined me that Friday before Christmas, and this Friday is no different. So we look forward to that, and Santa will be with us for three hours. So make sure you have your kids call in uh, this Friday. We're really looking uh, forward to that. Looking forward to today's show as well. We will have Jay Collins Sims, the interim DA in St. Tammany in Washington Parish, who's qualified to run. There's one other candidate that will be running against him, and we'll try to visit with him as well. Um, and uh, we'll find out what Mr. Sims, as I said, is serving as the interim DA uh, at the present time. We'll find out what he has in, in mind and in store for the Office of District Attorney as uh, they begin uh, their race and the election coming up in 2020, beginning of 2024. It, we have a couple of open uh, slots in today's show, and we'll go to the talk lines, but we're going to talk about an, a couple of things. Um, one, there was an announcement the other day that the NOPD arrested some folks on four-wheelers. We'll talk about that shortly. We'll talk about the crime stats, what's actually happening, some Uh, recent happenstances across the country where folks are having a lot of difficulties with violent crime. A newspaper, a major newspaper, writes an editorial supporting a lot of what people have been pushing back on as it relates to police tactics and otherwise. Very interesting reading. They did a ride-along. They saw firsthand what's actually happening out on the streets of this city, of that city, I should say, and We'll talk about that as well. James Ducote, who's the Deputy Director of Navigators for Healthy Louisiana, will join us in the NOLA Coalition Hour. And this has a lot to do with Medicaid expansion and then 
the rules that were set aside during the pandemic and where we find ourselves today. And uh, we'll further explain why that is important, not only to the state, but the finances and otherwise. Um, we're trying to connect up with Colonel Jeff McCausland right now, the CBS military analyst, to get the latest with the Israel-Hamas war. You just heard on our uh, news feed that the uh, president of Israel has, set, has said that they're ready for another pause, uh, ceasefire, however you want to re- uh, refer to it, in order to uh, try to, um, uh, again, exchange prisoners that have been uh, both in the Israeli jail as well as those that on October 7th were kidnapped and taken as hostages by Hamas. And it's interesting, well, we just found out that Colonel McCausland is is not going to be able to join us this morning. But uh, be that as it may, Israel finds itself in a very difficult situation. They're fighting a war on many, many fronts. Uh, Obviously, the Fatah on the West Bank, Hezbollah on the northern border with Lebanon, Hamas in Gaza, they are fighting within their own country, not unlike we do. There's a difference of opinion as to the appropriate approach. There are a number of folks that believe that Netanyahu has let them down, that this was a failed intelligence situation, and that uh, they're very unhappy with with the construct of this uh, war with Hamas. Uh, A lot of folks are looking to see what is the exit strategy, what does it look like when this thing is over, how are we going to move forward. Obviously, there's uh, friction with their allies as well. And then there's friction within almost every ally country because we've taken this viewpoint of of a binary here of whether you're an oppressor or you're the oppressed and whether or not this is in modern times or historic times or whatever it may be. Uh, what we have seen across not only this country but other countries as well is a level of ignorance uh, second to none as it relates to historical facts about this area of the world, how this thing was settled, populated, who was there over this period of time, and uh, whether or not one group of individuals could be considered more as an oppressor than anyone else. It's a very complex and difficult history in this part of the world and it, you just can't take sound bites from news feeds and sound bites from TikTok or the few words that are written from TikTok and think that you're going to get much of anywhere on this particular issue. Now there's no doubt that the Israelis feel that um, that, they are, that they have a, a serious determination to be successful here. There's no doubt about that as they continue to deal with these issues. They continue to deal with the complexities of urban warfare. And that's the thing that, you know, is kind of interesting. I know that there's been um, a lot of rhetoric around folks that have um, individuals, Israelis, uh, hostages that were killed in error. These things happen. Even when you do everything right, not only in war but in policing in the world, they're, they're ugly outcomes. And they're even more complex uh, in war sometimes and less complex in war than policing in, in, in other regards. But the fact of the matter is, is that it is a complex situation. 
you're fighting for your life. You want to, you're fighting for the preservation of your life as a soldier. You want to live on to fight another day. You want to go home to your family. You don't, you don't want to stay there and not ever return home. You're having to make split-second decisions in tunnels. Many of the hostages are now saying, don't go into the tunnels. It's a complex myriad of trouble. There's no positive outcome for you as Israeli soldiers. I think the IDF recognizes it. They propose to flood the tunnels. Everyone else is, is worried and thinking that that's horrific. It's barbaric to do that. Well, the preservation of their life is as important as the preservation of anyone else's life, is it not? And when it comes to war, you have to make difficult decisions along these lines. I, for one, believe that flooding the tunnels is a completely, totally appropriate thing to do at this juncture. Just the day before yesterday, they uncovered yet another complex myriad of tunnels large enough to be able to drive vehicles through. You ever wonder where all the money that has been given to Gaza, to the Palestinians and Hamas is being spent? It costs about $24,000 a mile to put up an eight-foot game fence around property. What do you think it costs a mile to build these tunnels? Where do you think all of this money is coming to? You think it's being distributed to the Palestinian population in order to take care of their medical needs, their health needs, their nutritional needs, to operate the governance of government? Well, that would be a resounding no, because it's blatantly obvious when you look at the conditions that the Palestinians have been living in in Gaza, everybody wants to immediately point to Israel as the problem. Has anyone connected the dots as to the cost of building these tunnels and wonder where this money is coming from? And that if Hamas is so concerned about the Palestinian population, why have they repeatedly turned down overtures from the Israelis and why have they repeatedly misspent dollars to build tunnels as opposed to taking care of Palestinians? We should ask these questions. These are all just little nuances of the difficulties and the complexity of what's actually going on. But we are quick to jump to blame others without ever looking at what's going on within. These tunnels just didn't magically appear. How about the weapons? How about the rockets? How about the grenade launchers? How about everything else that they're buying, not in a traditional sense, they're really buying a lot of these supplies and everything that they have down there on a black market. So they're paying a premium for it as well. The one who's really paying the premium is the Palestinian population. But that's not where we go first, which is interesting. Our self-governance, our self-determination is never evaluated. We're not looking at ourselves in the mirror. We stare the obvious in the face and we walk right around it because it's much easier to blame someone else. And this is not necessarily in defense of Israel. 
everyone has made mistakes. Many of the folks that I've brought on the show have said so and recognize so and are willing to admit so. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you have dollars that have flowed your way and you've wasted it for the sake of fulfillment of the elimination and the annihilation of the Jewish population from the river to the sea, then there are consequences for those actions. There are consequences to the population that you allegedly represent. And this misguided blame to try and blame others is crazy. We should start right there on the dirt in Gaza. And that's where the blame should start. Two-thirds of Americans, 18 to 24, believe that Jews are oppressors in the most recent Harris-Capps poll. Half of young Americans say Israel should be ended and given to Hamas. And yet, when queried about why that is, the responses are truly mystifying. One student was asked about this situation and response was Hamas carried out a legitimate a legitimate terrorist action against Israel because the Palestinians are colonized people for whom action against their oppressor is righteous. The American Jew is still oppressed by Yes, white Christian monoculture. But because of his wealth and privilege, he is of a lower priority than the Muslim. Now, where did, where did they learn this? Where, where, where did they pick up, as one writer puts, conceited ignorance? Couldn't, couldn't have phrased it any better. About the, As if and though no one of minds far superior to these young minds that have little or no experience really believe that no one has actually worked through this intellectual gain to to embrace or discount certain things that people are saying about the history of this area of the world. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And we're so resolute in that belief that we're taken to the streets, uh, we're attacking folks, hate crimes are up, and we continue to see the fallout from this. In fact, our own leaders of our educational institutions have, have swallowed a stupid pill. Because now, believe it or not, free speech matters. It matters now. It didn't matter during the George Floyd riots, the summer of love. It didn't matter when conservatives were rejectedly, wholeheartedly from speaking on campuses. In fact, conservative student groups were disbanded and forced out of many universities across this country. It didn't matter then. Now it matters. And it's interesting to see how they're going to square this up. We have the head of, of 
one of the universities has had to resign. We've had two under two others under undercover uh, un, under threat. I mean, um, and and we we've had two white female presidents, one black female president, and now uh, organizations are saying this is about white supremacy. It's amazing how we are jumping all over the place in defense of people who have made their own mistakes and are not willing to say that genocide and advocating intifada, which is the killing of, and, and perpetuating violence against folks, would run contrary to a student code of conduct on a university, at a university, without having it in its proper context. Well, what context would that be? That you tell the Jewish student organizations that the menorah that they put out every, that they have to put it out every day and bring it in every night for fear of that it's going to be destroyed? Is that enough context? Is it enough context that they're blocking Jewish students from going to class? Is it enough context that they are held in a library in fear for their lives and not able to get out? Is it enough context that every morning when they wake up, they're facing threats because individuals are saying we need to kill all Jews? Is it enough context when they support, students are supporting Hamas, and one of the leaders of Hamas says that we need to carry these terrorist activities to the U.K. and to U.S. because they have to pay the price? Is that enough context? Are you reading the room or are you reading the news? How much context needs to be brought to this before it becomes concern for anyone? Because it's interesting. Because in the past, in the not-too-distant past, Catholics and, and, and white folks uh, were looked upon as potential terrorists. White nationalists, right away, there wasn't any context. No one ever said, well, it all depends on the context. It was considered a threat. How did we get to this duality? Just be consistent and just have it work both ways. How do you wake up in the morning with the level of hypocrisy that you've engaged in each and every day just be consistent and maybe people wouldn't be so hard on you but it's going to be interesting to see where this ultimately all lands we'd love to hear from you 504-260-1870 on the oakland heart jewelers talk and text line this is newell on wwl Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. We'll go to the talk lines. Coleman, who do we have? Let's go to Mel. Mel, you're up. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Uh, it was odd this morning. It took me about three Google searches to find out that the three leaders of Hamas who are living in Qatar are billionaires and the useful idiots that they've got throwing bombs and missiles and everything. You know where they come at. But Qatar happens to be the largest uh, U.S. base that the United States has in that region. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting, and I tell you what else is interesting is the lack of response that we've been engaged in to the Houthi rebels out of Yemen that have now really altered the supply chain around the world, and there's now the for- the formation of a 10-nation coalition to quell the Houthis that includes the United States, uh, Britain, Iran, Canada, France, Italy, Netherlands, Norway, Seychelles, Spain, and Spain. So what has happened now is that the British oil uh, company, BP, suspended transit through the Red Sea on Monday. Frontline, the largest tanker company, is now rerouting ships and would only allow new business that could be routed via South Africa's Cape of Good Hope. And we know that that route is longer and a lot more costly. And now that these Red Sea attacks and our lack of response has led to insurance companies significantly increasing premiums on ships, really making it uneconomical to ship through that area any longer. The Italian-Swiss giant Mediterranean shipping company has altered. France's uh, CMA has altered. Germany's Hapag Lloyd altered. Belgium's Euronav altered. Denmark's Maersk altered. And, and Maersk is responsible for 15% of the global container freight. All have stopped using the Red Sea until further notice. And now experts are saying we have a maritime security crisis. And guess what's going to happen to us? The cost of goods are going to go up because the supply chain have been successfully disrupted by the Houthi rebels. And, and we're standing there in fear of responding in some way. And we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and doing nothing. Uh, They've been shooting at us, drones coming over. Now, all of a sudden, they realize that this could be an economic disaster for not only Europe but the U.S. and others. And now we're going to start taking action against the Houthi rebels, which long overdue should have been done. I I disagree. They didn't just realize it. They've known it. 
and they're in bed with it, Neil. I mean, what we're doing. You may be Qatar, you look. You Qatar may be right. I don't not, know. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I'm trying to give our own country the benefit of the doubt. Uh, sometimes is, and I agree with you. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's real hard. You know, yeah, and, they know what's and the going messaging, on. the messaging that we're putting out with the Israelis as well is making it real difficult uh, for them, for the Israeli, the IDF, to do what they need to do over there. This this issue was created by one group, Hamas. They're a terrorist organization. We're having debates in this country as to whether or not Hamas is a legitimate terrorist organization, if you can believe that. I mean, it, it it's unbelievable how we're already, from October 7th to now, we're ignoring and rewriting history. And, and nobody's right. I shouldn't say no. A lot of people are not writing about it. Mainstream media is in complete defense of Hamas and, and Palestinians, uh, you know, to to the chagrin of, of Israelis, no one really comes to this table with to the table with clean hands, right? But the fact of the matter is, is that every time the Israelis have compromised and in most cases lost land and had to give back territory that they had gained as a result of a conflict, a war, or otherwise, and these are the colonizers. Right off the bat, these are the colonizers. And and everyone, they're the oppressor, and everyone else is the oppressed. And, and that's why, you know, I never can, could understand. The U.S. and others basically financed an Iron Dome with the Israeli population over Israel to shoot down missiles so that they would not have to respond in kind Every time that Hamas and others, Hezbollah and Fatah, would fire missiles into Israel uh, that were antiquated weaponry, would not respond with a more directed, enhanced, modern weaponry. Um, And these folks are the aggressors. Really? None of this makes any sense, and folks don't even want to give the Israelis credit for the creation of the Iron Dome because they would be completely, totally justified in responding, missile for missile. And guess who's got better missiles? The Israelis. Guess who's got more powerful missiles? The Israelis. The Hamas and Fatah and Hezbollah are are firing missiles indiscriminately into populated areas and a lot of times unpopulated areas because they're not guided. But they, but Israel would be totally under today's rules of engagement to respond in kind with a more powerful, guided missile. But no, there's no credit, there's no consideration, there's not a lot of discussion about this at all. And they have spent billions of dollars on this technology really in order to almost create an artificial level playing field so that they're not having to respond in kind had they not done that they probably Gaza would have been destroyed a long time ago or may or maybe 
God, you know, Hamas would have stopped firing missiles. I don't know. I don't have that crystal ball. But the fact of the matter is, is that no one talks about what they've done to put themselves in a defensive posture as opposed to an offensive, aggressive posture. Thank you so much for the call, Mel. Let's go to Carlos. Carlos, you're up. Good morning, Mr. Newell. First of all, I'm not an orator, but I can tell you with all due respect, there should be more Americans like you. I happen to be a Cuban-American, and the reason I'm a Cuban-American is because I was born in Cuba, but I came here, B.C., before Castro when I was a little boy. I became a citizen in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and they sent me to Winnipeg, Canada, to become a resident and be sworn in the armed services, which I'm proud of it. The American people better wake up with all due respect. Cuba was ruined. Venezuela is ruined. Nicaragua is ruined. And I do not want to see this beautiful country, which I love with all my heart, go the same way. Thank you for your time, and God bless you, and Feliz Navidad. Same to you, Carlos. Feliz Navidad. And you're right. Nicaragua, my mother's home country, is ruined for all the same reasons of the other countries that you mentioned as well. We'll be right back. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Newell on WWL. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Let's go to Chad. Chad, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hello? Hello? Yes, Chad, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. That's Chad. That's why I was hesitating. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, listen, I'm a, a, a political geographer for education, and, you know, I would have to say 90% of 
average Americans maybe in the world, like you said earlier, how complex this is. You know, give you an example. First off, not, not to correct you, but you mentioned rockets uh, in Israel from Hamas and Fatah. I think what you meant was Hamas and Hezbollah. Fatah, uh, you yeah, know, that's people correct. Don't I, I, I mean, Hamas. Gaza is a fraction of the geographical size of the West Bank, which are Palestinians, too. They're not even involved in this. There's a total different organization. And um, there's a lot of Christians live there. They are not attacking Israel. Hezbollah is on the northern border in Lebanon. <laughs> What's crazy about this is Iran is a Shiite Muslim country, and Saudi Arabia and most of the Middle Eastern countries are Sunnis. They hate sure. each other almost as much as they hate Israel. You know the thing, the enemy of the enemy? Hamas mm-hmm. is Sunni Muslims who Iran despises, but of convenience as a proxy to attack Israel. And, and this is the complexity is this. Had it, they, you know, they basically hold in their nose to cooperate with Hamas, who they normally hate. And that's the, you know, the, the division of Saudi Arabia sort of being the leader of the Sunnis and, and, and Iran and the Shiites. And, and this really gets complex. In Lebanon, up until 1975, a lot of people don't know this. They were a majority Christian country. And so the, these nuances, you know, they ebb and flow and they matter. Um, you know, but what's being left out here, most Americans hear Hamas, they hear Gaza. The vast majority of Palestinians and territory is on the West Bank. And look, I'm not, I mean, I'm a pro-Israel. It's sort of like, well, you know, we, uh, people want to, let, let's use an analogy of let's give the Americas back to the Native Americans because they have a, Israel says they have a biblical claim. But the reality is we're not going to go back in history. It, we're not going to go back in history and give Israel back to the Palestinians. We, we need to move forward from this, uh, which benefits everybody. Me personally, I, I think it's time to give the West Bank a Palestine, a country. And Hamas needs to go. All right. But, but uh, you just pointed out you just pointed out one of the big difficulties with that. Right. And the difference between Hamas, Fatah, Hezbollah. Sunnis and uh, Shiites, uh, and the re- the reality is, is that they never they c- can they get any of those, these folks on the same page. So who are you actually negotiating with? And that's always been the two-state solution fallacy, is that who on the other side are you negotiating with? No one's really ever rose to the top to be in control of all of this. So. None of the, there's no guarantees that a lot of this is actually going to end up going well, away. Well, it came real close, and, but and, uh, yes, and, and most recently, let, let me just make this last point yeah. of what's happening most recently, the creation of what's called the axis of resistance, which is, you know, the joint security uh, room with Hamas and Hezbollah. And a lot of folks believe that there's going to be synergy that is being created between the two groups and that it actually may work to the benefit of Hezbollah because the uh, IDF and others want to move uh, Hezbollah farther north out of this, I forgot what they call that area of of Israel, uh, across the border and and further back into Lebanon. And so, you know, you have so many side deals working here. And Welcome back, folks. We've been talking about... um, 
the multiple fronts that Israel has been uh, fighting uh, this situ- this war and uh, and how now it's impacting us as a result of what's going on with the Yemen Houthis and and the Red Sea uh, disrupting a lot of the supply chains. A lot of the major shipping companies are now alternate. Uh, taking alternate routes, which are much more costly. Insurance rates on ships going through the Red Sea have increased substantially, making them undesirable routes economically, uh, and that's going to uh, have a p- potential impact on the cost of products and cost of goods sold, not only here but in Europe and, and in other areas as well. Uh, none of this is positive. And it just, as I said earlier, it seemed to me that we waited too long to respond to this issue. The United States has now put together a 10-country coalition to deal with the issues in the Red Sea, uh, to strike back against the Yemen Houthis that are are firing um, missiles and rockets and and, uh, uh, engaged in drone attacks as well. And we all know who's behind all of this, Iran, meanwhile, was still trying to work out a deal with Iran as though that's going to make a difference uh, to uh, any of this and that they're they're going to agree to play by the rules. Why, why we would ever think that this that's going to happen is beyond me. We had a, a, a failed plan of thinking that if we uh, gave them what they wanted, mostly money, uh, that this was going to go away. It hasn't. So why would we believe otherwise? Uh, it may be that we need to take an alternate course of action and and recognize that this policy uh, that was uh, promoted by um, Barack Obama and now carried forward by the Biden administration is not working. It's just simply not working. And they continue to make fools out of us uh, day in and day out as to what's going on here. And... In some respects, I think they're succeeding in trying to split the alliance of many countries and Israel. They are involved in this propaganda campaign. Uh, They have our major media markets believing all kinds of stuff that Hamas is putting out there. Hamas are killers. They're terrorists. Why would we give that organization any information that they provide the benefit of reporting and credibility. It's beyond me. All of a sudden, there's some legitimacy now because Israel is in the Gaza? Someone explain that one to me. I, I just I can't figure that out for the life of me. And they continue to help with the propaganda of Hamas around the world. It is getting crazier by the day. When we come back, we'll have the representatives from our NOLA Coalition Hour. James Dakota, Deputy Director of Navigators for a Healthy Louisiana. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.